In this bonus edition of Hoopsology, Matt and Justin recap a dramatic week for the Brooklyn Nets. The hosts discuss if the league handled the Kyrie Irving Twitter controversy correctly, his future in Brooklyn, Steve Nash's firing, and if the Nets can turn their season around with potential new coach Ime Udoka. Please note this was recorded before Irving issued his latest apology on social media. Please email your questions to hoopsologypod at gmail.com, follow us on all social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are a proud member of Underdog Podcast. Welcome to In the Lab with Hoopsology, our second one of the 2022-2023 NBA season. My name is Matt Thomas. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, my good friend, Mr. Justin Goodrum. Justin, how you doing, man? Good, man. The snowy day in uh, Denver. How about yourself? It is cold and windy in Albuquerque. No snow, so no, you know, nice payoff with the weather changing or anything like that. It's just the wind. Hopefully, we get some of that down here from you guys up north. But things are good. We are doing here tonight, you guys, an emergency episode. We we thought enough things have come down the pipeline. Uh, uh, the snowball has rolled down the hill and turned into a full-out avalanche, and we need to talk about the Brooklyn Nets and things that have gone on in the past week. There's been a lot of noise on this. I'm sure you diehard NBA fans, which why would you be listening to this podcast if you're not at least a casual fan of the NBA? Even casual fans have seen, I'm sure, what's been going on with Kyrie Irving. We just got breaking news about that. This has been in the headlines for nearly a week now by the time you listen to this. And we just got word of some recent developments with Kyrie Irving. So without further delay, Justin, I I believe you have the press release. Can you fill us in on what's going with Kyrie Irving? Yeah, exactly. So uh, Nick Friedel, who was known for getting into the spat with Kyrie Irving, um, tweeted this out. Is it official um, Brooklyn Nets uh, press release? So whenever you watch shows, when they're reading a lot, that's never good news. So I'm going to try to be concise with this this, this (laughs) statement from the Brooklyn Nets here. It says, quote, over the last several days, we have made repeated attempts to work with Kyrie Irving to help him understand the harm and danger of his words and actions which began with him publicizing a film containing deeply disturbing anti-Semitic hate. We believe that taking the path of education in this challenging situation would be the right one and thought that we've made progress with our joint commitment to eradicating hate and intolerance. We are dismayed today when given an opportunity in a media session that Kyrie refused to unequivocally say that he has no anti-Semitic beliefs nor acknowledge specific hateful material in the film. This was not the first time he had the opportunity, but failed to clarify. Such failure to disavow anti-Semitism, when given a clear opportunity to do so is deeply disturbing, is against the values of the organization, and constitutes conduct detrimental to the team. Accordingly, we are of the view that he is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. Oh, man, that is – damn. Um, <laughs> we have decided that Kyrie will serve a suspension without pay until he satisfies a series of objective remedial remedial measures that address the harmful impact of his conduct and the suspension period served is no less than five games. Wow. Um, so what, I want your reaction to that, and then I'll give mine real quickly. Yeah, so – Real quick, let me set a little background. Sure, please. Because we're jumping into this really hot. Yes. Which is fine. I want that. Um, So about a week ago, Kyrie had tweeted out, uh, I believe he had an Instagram post related to Alex Jones, 
Uh, so that, of course, set everyone on fire. Then he tweeted out a link to a documentary that is still available on Amazon. I'm not going to mention it. Uh, I don't know this documentary. I haven't seen it, so I can't really evaluate its content. Um, but you hear the reaction from that press release there and the consequences that Kyrie is facing. I will also mention before this, I believe it was just yesterday, it was announced that Kyrie and the Nets were both going to pay $500,000 to the ADL, uh, the Anti-Defamation League, correct? Um, so that punishment has already been handed down. It seems sort of like a, a punishment, but something that Kyrie did opt into and agree to do. Uh, so that already came down. Kyrie Irving had some media interactions this morning that that press release was alluding to. Did not directly come out and, and apologize, did not directly come out and say things, at least in the way that the Nets and the NBA wanted him to. Um, and you see the press release that, that brings us to where we are right now. So reaction here, you know, Justin, I, I'm not surprised um, because this has been getting so much buzz and negative PR for the NBA over Twitter, which the NBA is is strongly tied to, and over really all sports media has been um, just dunking on Kyrie all week. And Kyrie, as has been his brand, you know, through COVID, he he refused to get vaccinated. He made that choice for himself. Um, he he's done several things in the past. You know, he he kind of had this flat Earth thing several years ago. Uh, that he mentioned on a podcast, but didn't really say he believed it, but kind of said, like, I'm just telling people to do their own research. So, you know, sort of this, this Kyrie pushing the buttons of the media and then kind of having this attitude of, well, you guys are idiots. You guys are, um, you know, he told Nick Friedel, like, oh, basically, you're trying to be a hero. You're trying to get content, trying to look like Superman. Uh, by dunking on me in this press conference or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. But that's essentially been all along for several years a very adversarial relationship with Kyrie Irving and the media. And I think that is more so what this is about. But now they have something on him with the link that he tweeted out to that documentary that they are not going to back off on. He's Because of that adversarial relationship over the years, He's not going to get mercy from them. The NBA from a business side of things. Again, I haven't seen the content of that documentary, so I'm not commenting on that. Um, but from the business side of things, this is overall in the NBA's eyes, a negative. And you see the suspension, which was handed down by the Nets, but I believe the NBA certainly has been in talks with them. So I guess long story short, my reaction is no surprise. Justin, I'm sorry. That was a mouthful. Please give me your thoughts as well. Yeah. Um, I want to read one more thing and I'll get my thoughts. Um, and this is from um, Adam Silver. And this is before this suspension went down. So the commissioner said, quote, Kyrie Irving made a reckless decision to post a link to a film containing deeply offensive anti-Semitic material. While we appreciate the fact that he agreed to work with the Brooklyn Nets and the Anti-Defamation League to combat anti-Semitism and other forms of discrimination, I am disappointed that he has not offered an, unqual an unqualified apology and more specifically denounced the vile and harmful content contained in the film that he chose to publicize. I will be meeting with Kyrie in person in the next week to discuss the situation. Another note I want to make is 
inside the NBA, Charles Barkley slammed not only the league, Adam Silver, but also the players for not stepping up in this. And I think that is valid. I co-sign that 100%. I'm going to try to be concise because <laughs> we try to keep this within 30 minutes. Sure. Um, I think what Kyrie did was intentional. I think it was despicable. I, I agree with you 100%. This combative relationship with the media, it was a layup. I mean, once this happened, the media was all over it to attack him. Sure. So, totally. I agree with you there. Sure. Um, so I don't think we need to go into dissecting it. I think it's pretty clear about his comments. You know, it, it, not only, not so much his, his comments, but he, him endorsing this material is pretty vile. Um, and then him, you know, not unequivocally just denouncing this and just admitting he made a mistake, I, I think is to say as a full pause understatement. What I want to ask you, Matt, in this press conference that stood out to me that I had a strong reaction to is the quote that we have decided that Kyrie um, is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. Is there a possibility of them just trading him? I mean, it, that that is a strong statement. If I'm overreacting or – is that just a, a statement of just hey he's just currently you know unfit until he just fulfills these just checklists to get him back on the floor? Anything's on the table yeah. at this okay. point. Gotcha. Um, you know, Robin Lundberg, who has been on the show before, yes. um, kind of was hypothesizing, and I, I wanted to make sure to give him that shout out because I read this, but he's hypothesizing, and he has connections in New York that Kyrie's going to be cut over this. Wow. So not even trading for value, but outright waived i don't see that as highly unlikely at this point I, I see that as a definite possibility um and then you just see if if any team is willing to take a shot on him this whole net situation which we are going to expand on and talk about more uh throughout this episode is a total mess uh and an embarrassment just <laughs> all around and i think another thing that i just wanted to add um you know, with regards to Kyrie, you and I had a great conversation earlier off air and both of us kind of agreed, like we, we just don't really understand the motivation that he had. Like it, it seems like just a total lose lose, which makes me also kind of wonder is Kyrie just trying to get waived, you know, get, get bought out, <laughs> things like that. I just don't really understand. Uh, I but don't think, I don't think so. I, I think if he wanted his intentions to leave, he would just say that it would. Yeah. I, I think by doing this, you're just putting a lot more crap onto yourself. Just, you know, just do the normal thing like Carmelo to say you're unhappy <laughs> or, you know, like we've seen from other players just you just want to bounce. So just, you know, subliminal tweets. Like I think by doing this, you, you're just further hurting your reputation throughout the league. In my opinion. So. Yeah. It, it seems like, we're getting to a point of no return with Kyrie where he is going to be off this Nets roster in one way or another. We'll see what happens. We'll see if that can, can be mended. Another thing I wonder, and I know we got to move on. Um, but another thing I wonder is just what specific um, milestones do they have set for him in terms Good of question. this discipline? Yeah. He's uh, already given 500 grand. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure because he seems like a guy, whatever you think of his positions, and, and there are lots of opinions on that, um, it it does seem like he strongly believes in his convictions when he goes for something. We've already seen him go in 
in terms of the vaccination, medical rights type of thing last season where he he sat out most of the year, uh, the vast majority of the year, and bought tickets to a Nets game to prove his point. We've seen him go that far. So I do think, too, if if it's something that in Kyrie's mind, I'm not saying, again, not a moral judgment whether this is right or wrong. In Kyrie's mind, if if he's asked to do something that embarrasses himself or disagrees with his own beliefs it seems like he has enough courage in his convictions that he is going to say hey suspend me longer rather than you know bow down to the authority that's demanding this of him no i agree and that's why i don't buy this whole oh i'm not an influence oh i didn't know about liking this he knows what he likes. I mean, he is very, he's, he has a strong belief in himself. This is not an accident. This is not a mistake. He knew exactly what he was doing in terms of, of doing this. So to me, in the this press conference where he, he seems pretty this insincere, it's like you were saying where we have to, our conversation off here, very confusing. So I agree. I think he's going to double down. I don't see this really improving, especially with the Nets escalating this, which I think they should to, you know, at least a five game suspension. I think this is only going to get uglier. Yeah. And and I do wonder again, we don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, it, it all makes me wonder, is there like some bigger ulterior motive that he's got with all huh. these things? Same. I mean, you would think he would know posting the link that he did would be controversial in some fashion or you another. Think. He's had bounce with sense. the media before. <laughs> so I don't think he's surprised at the reaction he's getting. Makes me wonder if this is like his his final battle with the media, you know, yeah. so to speak, especially oh. if he's about to get waived or, or whatever happens. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I know we got to move on. Did you have any last thoughts no. with that? We could All spend right. like an hour and a half on this. I think we should just probably just, there's so much with this team. <laughs> yeah. There's so much yeah. you guys, if, if you have any thoughts on this that you yeah. want to comment, we certainly would love to see your perspective on that as well. For sure. Hoopsologypod um, at gmail.com. Please send us that as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll do mailbag at some point here. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> along with the Kyrie stuff transitioning, I don't know how to segue out of this. The other uh, thing adding gas to the dumpster fire that's going on in Brooklyn is, oh yeah, they just fired their head coach. Uh, allegedly Steve Nash reported to the owner that he felt he had lost the locker room is what I had heard. I apologize. I don't have a source on that. Um, but that is what it's I had heard reported. in it's back rightly. rooms. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Nash is out the door and had a, a short stint here was kind of seen as Kyrie and KD's guy, of course, got to know KD pretty well through his time as a consultant for the warriors. When KD was on the warriors, and he is now, in my opinion, the scapegoat in all of this. And I'll just be honest, with all the chaos of this past offseason, with all the chaos of the entire season last year, um, I don't know what else he could have done for this team. And I, I know people have criticized him as maybe not having great schemes in the playoffs. I, I don't know about all that. He had a very experienced assistant coaching bench behind him to help him with some of that schematic stuff and reputable names. I mean, Mike D'Antoni, Jacques Vaughn, who is currently the interim coach right now. Um, but any thoughts on the Steve Nash tenure and his firing? 
Yeah, real quickly, I disagree with uh, Stephen A. Smith saying he's unqualified. We've seen plenty of former players get immediate coaching opportunities and then be That's true. It was controversial when he was hired. For sure. So I think that's ridiculous. I agree with you. He's a scapegoat. And in our team chat, I mean, you know, his time was limited. I think I predicted that he'd be playing golf or doing TikTok videos, and that's what he's doing now. So <laughs> I I feel you. He, he was totally the scapegoat for the situation. And I, I question why they make this move now. I don't understand why they just didn't fire him before the season started. Mm-hmm. You know they're unhappy with mm-hmm. him. You know that this was a possibility of them getting to a slow start. Why are you firing him now? I don't really understand the the, the logic in this. Even if you do get, we'll talk about in a couple of minutes with Ime Udoka, just the timing of this doesn't really make any sense to me. It, they're already unhappy with him. So I don't understand this whole thing. If he lost the locker room now, was there optimism before heading into the season? Kevin Durant wanted them gone. So I don't really understand why all of a sudden they reached a boiling point <laughs> this week, to be honest. Yeah, and it didn't seem like there was a ringing endorsement for him in the offseason, you know, with Kevin Durant requesting a trade, things like that going down. Again, just more chaos. And hey, let's segue. Speaking of chaos, guess who is the number one target, I believe, according to Woj? Uh, maybe it was Shams, yes. actually. Um, one of those. I think NBA. it was Woj for sure. Uh, top target, allegedly, that, that the Nets are already looking at is a Celtics head coach who is suspended right now from the team for this season, Ime Udoka. Uh, (laughs) So let me put it this way. If you put a list of the most controversial coaching candidates the Nets could choose from right now, Ime Udoka, just because of the recent things going on there. Now, look, stuff hasn't happened in court with this. We don't know to what degree, how serious was the stuff that went on in the Celtics front office and with his affair and things like that. So we don't know fully yet. Um, but yes, I agree with you, Justin. Ime Doka is probably the number one pick for most controversial coaches that you could hire to replace Steve Nash. But hey, here he is. Look, the results speak for themselves when he was head coach of the Celtics last year. So on the court, yes, great motivator, toughen that team up, has that connection because he was an assistant in Brooklyn before he took that Celtics head coaching job. This is crazy, though. I don't, I don't know. That's pretty much my reaction for it. I, I mean, yeah, if you bring him in, I assume the players are probably going to respond better to him than they did Steve Nash. That's not saying much. So yeah, you're probably bringing in the motivator. You're bringing in a lot more fire with that too, especially, again, we don't know everything that's going on. If there's anything criminal or whatever, I haven't heard that yet. Um, but this is just crazy. This, this is more chaos in a chaotic situation. Thoughts on email, Doka, Justin? I'll throw it to you. That's basically all I got. <laughs> you know, Matt, I had a addiction a reality TV addiction back in the day. <laughs> and I, I gave it up. And really the only reality show I watch is, is the bachelor. And you know, you know the reason why, <laughs> because there's plenty of drama in sports. And I think with the Brooklyn Nets, it is the, we're in the greatest reality TV shows that's happening on television. <laughs> like, and it's going to continue to be that way. And I think is in all seriousness, I think this situation is a terrible look for the league. I think it sucks. I think, you know, we've, we've had prior guests on, we've talked about the depth and just, you know, every, you know, 
I'll correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but watching every game, it just seems to go down to the wire. Like a lot more competitiveness. Like, you know, it's kind of like, there's a lot of excitement within the first couple of weeks of the season and it kind of dies down. But Matt, I swear every night, there's just competitive games happening, just so much excitement, so much young talent. And but yet, you know, the NBA's in the national news for just BS. And I think this is this is just a terrible look. It, it sucks trying to get new people do eyeballs onto the league because this is a, such a black mark what's happening i think from a on the court standpoint from what i heard i completely agree with when Ime Yadoka, like you said uses the same framework as he did with the boston celtics is kevin durant going to respond to that is ben simmons going to respond to that if Kyrie returns to this team is he going to respond to that even though he was in that system i understand he was an assistant before on the nets but is that tough love going to work? I don't think so. So I don't really know. Younger, more his... impressionable guys on the Celtics compared to <sighs> stars that have been set in place on the Nets. Oh, I I just think it's just going to be a lot more subliminal tweets. This, you know, <laughs> oh, I I just I just think it's just going to be just a, a, a just a horrible look with this team with a squad that has bad attendance already in the league. So I get. Yeah. I get from the Nets, they're desperate, but in my opinion, I think this is the wrong hire. And I know that some people would disagree just in terms of just, you know, you got the talent, you want to win now, but I think this is just going to make a already highly contentious situation a lot worse. I don't disagree. And especially from the PR perspective, um, from look, a team that just now suspended Kyrie for as a result of his actions and the media backlash from it, the negative PR, as as we discussed earlier, this is going to bring a lot of negative PR too, uh, no matter how you slice it. I mean, unless you have some report come out that exonerates him of some of the things that he was accused of or what have you, you're going to get negative PR from this for sure. And um, interestingly enough, something uh, you guys can look up. I, I don't have it pulled up, but Marcus Smart, feels like this situation is all very fishy as well. He had a quote hmm. just the other day about fishy how? Uh, in terms of, you know, my coach was just suspended for the hmm. season. And now not even three months later, he is the lead candidate for the Brooklyn Nets, hmm. basically okay. saying something doesn't smell right. That's not, again, I'm Headers. paraphrasing, not yeah. a direct quote, hmm. um, but definitely, um, We'll be fascinating to see how this all plays out, even if it's just more of a dumpster fire. Um, so let's talk a little basketball. I don't, I don't know if we can turn this hopeful or not, Justin, but is there any hope for the Nets from what you're seeing on the court? I, I know you um, watch like Nets Mavericks and some things. Um, I mean, can the Nets make a playoff push? Can they pick up the pieces here? They have good players. Like I think I've been impressed with Utah Watanabe and Royce O'Neal. Mm-hmm. You know, they played Chicago. That was the big game in terms of, you know, I think that was the game that the afternoon prior to that, Steve Nash got fired. So mm. they look good on the court. I mean, Kevin Durant still Kevin Durant. He scored a quick 20 points in the first half in that game. They're, they're not terrible. I think they just, they're bad defensively and they're weak inside. I I just think in terms of mentality of this team, in terms of the there's so many distractions, so many I think missed pieces on here. 
that I, I don't see them improving. And I think one thing to highlight is Ben Simmons. It sucks. I, I actually feel sorry for him. I know in the past we've both been ha- we were hammering him more, I think myself than you. But I just think at this point, it might just be the best thing to kind of to just start from scratch all over the game with this team. And it's just it's a wrap. And I and I do genuinely feel with Ben Simmons' skill set, he can be of use, but not as this guy who we were talking about should he shoot the ball or not. I think he's trying to get acclimated trying to get his feet under him from this, you know, his mental health and his injuries. He, he just needs to get back, you know, into the rhythm of things. He's, he's hurt now. So I just think a new place where he doesn't have to be the focus, something similar to with DeMar in San Antonio. I realize he struggled there, but I just think where DeMar didn't have the attention on him, I think it would be great for Ben Simmons. Maybe we can see that where, you know, DeMar kind of so much struggle in San Antonio, but now he's flourishing in Chicago. He's awesome. So maybe that could be the same thing for Ben. But I just think currently with this team, it might just be the best to cut bait and just get picks. So, um, yeah, and they're going to need to because delightfully, my Houston Rockets have their picks. Uh, so, so I'm all for this. So, uh, you know, backstory, state right. my bias here in terms of how I'm feeling about the next sure. dumpster fire. But sure. um, in all seriousness, I, I do feel this season a little bit more. So we went kind of hard at Kevin Durant in the off season for some things. Now that he's back on the court, and as, as we suspected, we've always respected him on the court and the effort that he puts in and uh, his talent, his abilities, his just overall legacy as a basketball player on the court performance. That's always been good. There's always been respect for him there, no doubt. And I, I do pity him because with the chaos that's going on, you wonder, it's been a long story. I mean, since Ben Simmons ended his tenure in Philadelphia, uh, and, and sat out that long period of time. It, it's been questioned: Is his motivation on basketball? Um, does he even want to play? I mean, that's a legitimate question that people are asking. Same thing for Kyrie now, with all the chaos that's gone on, and we know that Kevin Durant and Kyrie have this like crazy respect and bond for each other and appreciation for their games. But with everything going on off the court, it, it seems like there's not focus directed at the objective of winning a title for Kyrie and Ben Simmons, the way that it is for KD. I think KD still wants that, even though he didn't get his trade request oh, and things yeah. like that. For sure. He's come yes. into work. Yeah. So sure. let me say that for KD. Yes. Um. So it's, it's frustrating to see that that didn't, didn't happen, that that the pieces have not fallen in place. Kyrie doesn't have to worry about the vaccine stuff at this point. So there's no, external, you know, world pressure type of thing. And then he tweets this and we're back at, you know, the controversy that we opened this, this podcast on, but you can't tell me that you could have tweeted stuff out like this in the off season and things like that. If, if that's really your objective. And I think Kyrie's answer, I can't speak for him. Of course, we don't, we don't know what's going on with Kyrie, but I think he would say that there are bigger things than basketball to worry about. And these are the things that I'm tweeting about or whatever, Um, you know, be probably some sort of answer like that based on other things that I've seen him answer. But then that gets back to my point, ending this circle that you're not focused on that NBA title like Kevin Durant is. 
And so I'll say I feel for Kevin Durant there in that yeah, sense. Me too. I I somewhat do, but at the same time, he he put himself in this situation, Durant did. Sure. I mean, and that was what perfect, we said in the offseason. I mean, yeah. he had the perfect situation in Golden State. They'd True. be the greatest, one of the greatest dynasties this league's ever seen if he stayed in Golden State. Simply. He wanted to do it on his out. own, and this yeah. is what happens. Yeah. Yep. That's true. You made it, your it bed, just, you lay in it. You went somewhere yeah. that seemed very stable at the time that he joined them. Yeah. But man, now today the Knicks look more stable, <laughs> a lot more stable than the Nets. That's true. Uh, relatively speaking. And who would have thought we would be saying that? Because well, you know, the Knicks wanted KD. <laughs> no, it's true. And guys know the personalities of their peers that they work with. True. And it's hard press Good for point. me to Kevin Durant to be sh- to shocked at True. Kyrie's personality here. It's like, oh, I'm astonished at all what, what happened. <laughs> True. What has unfolded. So he knew what he was getting into, and he's now he's paying the price. I mean, it, it sucks. It actually is weird because I was happy the Bulls got the win. And I think they're as of the recording of this podcast, they're on a two-game winning streak. But it hurt me watching that because he was he's just he was a maestro on that floor. He basically dominated Chicago for that first half. It was it's weird because, you know, I'm a fan of Chicago. I want, you know, the Nets to lose. But it was just phenomenal just to see him just oh, yeah. fall like that and just be so efficient. And it, it just sucked just to see really just the life just taken out of that arena. Like it was very little just reaction just in terms of the the, the energy. Just not there. It's just it's brutal. It's just un- unfortunate just to see. So I, I really don't know what the next chapter, as I said in the offseason, I really don't know what Kevin Durant – I understand he wants to win, but – in terms of how he gets those championships, I don't really know what his requirements are. So, yeah, we may look back and the narrative is KD wasted, you know, yeah. three years of tail end of his prime or, yeah. or like peak starting to go down of his prime. I mean, he's still playing at a very high level. Can't, can't uh, deny that, certainly. Um, one last thing, and I know we got to get out of here, but it has been rumored to your point of blowing this up. It has been rumored that the Nets would like a veteran shooter from the Western Conference. Uh, This is from Ian Begley reporting this. So there have been discussions with teams in the Western Conference. The Nets would like a veteran shooter for Ben Simmons. So it seems like Ben Simmons is hurt, as you mentioned. It, It does seem like the Ben Simmons experiment is coming to an end in brooklyn already we haven't seen him many games you know and and who knows the likelihood of this deal getting done and them agreeing to terms on this i assume they probably want picks as well if they're getting a veteran sort of shooter uh and who knows i mean ben simmons value right now is super low it is so i don't know that they'll get the return that they're looking for um Please tell me that they aren't getting Eric Gordon from the Rockets and then Ben Simmons will be a Houston Rocket. Please tell me, Justin. I, I think that's a likely candidate, actually, is oh what my I'm gosh. saying. <laughs> I might be. I know you don't like that, uh, but I think for Ben Simmons, it might be the best thing for him. Young energy. Don't have to worry about winning. He can just improve. I mean, look what's happening with John, you know, a little bit of situation with, you know, John Wall's different. But I just feel like with, you know what I mean, it's just... It, there's not the expectations. I mean, he gets there. Sure. I mean, he's not going to be a world beater. There's no pressure of the Rockets, you know, going to the playoffs. It's just, he can just naturally, you know, get back, get right and play with young players with some optimism. So it could be the best thing for him. I know you don't like that in terms of, you know, the, just the future of the team, but I think for this Ben Simmons, the person, you know, it might be what he needs to turn the corner. 
Yep. Tune into Hoopsology next week when I wear my Ben Simmons Houston Rockets ah. jersey. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just NBA, kidding. NBAstore.com. Yeah. No. And and look, on a serious note, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I want Ben Simmons to succeed. I, I want to see a guy averaging like 16, 10, and 10 yeah, and dominating on the defensive end. Yeah. That, that's what I think we all want. Um, so if that happened in Houston, great. Of course, I'll, I'll be rooting for him. I'll, I'll be rooting for him wherever he goes, just because I don't want to see potential wasted, as I've talked about before. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, before, did you have anything else on that point? Or That's the last thing I had. Uh, so maybe the most chaotic week in Nets history oh, is coming yeah. to a close here. But, yes, you know, we got to see if Kyrie's suspension gets extended, depending on what goes down, like we said. So there may be more to follow up on. And we may have someone covering the Nets for more discussion on that for sure. if, if we deem necessary. Yeah, so stay we'll tuned. see what happens. For sure. I just want <laughs> to mention ahead, be- before yeah. we bounce, um, <clears throat> some breaking news from Ian Begley. Um, the ADL Anti-Defamation League CEO, Jonathan Greenblatt, says the organization is not accepting Kyrie Irving's um, half a million dollar donation. Oh. Um, also said that um, Irving failed at almost every step along the way to apologize and condemn anti-Semitism. He commends the Nets for suspending Irving. So that's of Ian Begley's Twitter account. So I just wanted to add that note before we get out of here. That does add important context because it's like a, a punishment was paid and then the suspension piles on. Yeah. But turns out they said your money is no good here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, fascinating. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll keep yeah. eyes on the headlines because this is far from over, I think. No. Yeah. And uh, it's far from started we we've had a lot on yeah. Kyrie over the last couple of years so no nope i agree no need to watch bh1 yeah just, <laughs> just stay tuned to your twitter account just i know there's a lot of this awful uh this election stuff whatever but if you just need this uh some entertainment just to free your mind just in terms of just a nba train wreck just watch the nets so there you go <laughs> crazy well yeah. i'm glad we got this off our chest because Agreed. <laughs> we were like what are we gonna do like nash got fired that's a pretty big deal should we talk about that oh mm-hmm. Kyrie's getting suspended we definitely right. should catch up on the nets here so i'm glad Agreed. we did hope you guys yeah. enjoyed the conversation thank you so much for tuning in Again, leave your comments down below how are the nets gonna fare the rest of the season are they gonna be anything more than a playing team Are they going to bounce back? Is KD going to go hero mode and get in that MVP narrative after all of this? What do you guys think? Let us know. Always appreciate your comments. Follow us anywhere you do social media at Hoopsology Pod. Send in your questions. Send in topics you want us to answer. HoopsologyPod at gmail.com. Like and subscribe. Yeah, like, share, subscribe. He's Justin Goodrum. I'm Matt Thomas. Thanks as always. We'll see you guys again very soon in the next episode. See you later.